The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Good morning, Delaware Valley, a.k.a. Eagles fans. And I know we've got a lot of Eagle fans here on Birds 365, but that means we probably have a lot of Philly fans as well. Yeah, I went to red, Johnny Mac. Even though when I went to bed last night, I was disappointed. I was dejected. I was depressed. I was ticked off. I got up this morning. I wasn't near as bad. A good night's sleep will do that for you. So I said, let me put on the Philly red. They had a damn good season. Very, very, very disappointing ending, but it was a good season just the same. And let me say this one thing, and I give credit to our uh, fans here that stream it to the show. In comparison to uh, Twitter, uh, our streamers are members of the Mensa Society. Uh, they are well above Twitter people. Uh, the, the blaming of Rob Thompson last night on my feed just made me nuts. Yeah, I I, I can't watch games with Twitter any longer. I mean, it's the the it, it, I I it's it's so overreact. It's like an over. We talk about overreaction Monday Mondays in the NFL. It's like it's overreaction to every minute of every game. And and the NFL, I'm used to it. I I say Philadelphia fans have a football mentality. Not everybody, but you know, I'm, I'm, because there's a lot of people who probably avoid Twitter or X or whatever. White people, call it. unlike yeah. yours truly, like me. Yeah. yeah, I did avoid it after I said. And every moment, like, oh, it's over. Oh, this is. And when something good happens, it's the greatest thing in the history of the world. I and especially with baseball, which is such a a nuanced sport it's it's and and you have to have patience and you know you got to grind things out 
And after that seventh inning, when I had a little bit of a chance, oh, it was over. And in hindsight, it was over. But, you know, you got plenty of time at that point. You don't just give up. You're the better team. You hope to persevere. In that ballpark especially, you need uh, a, a blue pit and a, a blast with 97 uh, home run hitters. Uh, anything can happen at any point, uh, and you got to keep fighting through it. Uh, but they weren't able to do it, and the disappointment, I think, is is valid because they were the better team, and they were at home, and they had the big home field advantage, and they don't. And hey, yeah, it's disappointing. I get the, it. the other team was better for two straight games, plain yeah. and simple. And even though they might not have had as talented a roster, Phillies had to win one of those two games. They did not. Uh, but just a note to Coach Sirianni. They will turn on a coach so friggin' fast. It's unbelievable. Uh, Let me get this straight. Nick Castellanos, who killed it, killed it in the Brave series, was a a man among boys in the Brave series, hit a leadoff homer in game number one of this Arizona series, and proceeded to go 0 for 23. Did not get a hit again and struck out double-digit times. What is Rob Thompson supposed to do to stop that? What, what, what can the manager possibly do when one of his $20 million players goes into a week-long funk? There's nothing to do about that. Turner and Harper, and I know they pitched uh, specifically to Harper to not give him anything, and he hit some long fly balls last night, just didn't get him out of the park. Two key guys went in the tank during the yeah. final five yeah, games of the series. It's How is that tough. the manager's fault? It's always about the players, but you know, we talk in football, we talk about play calling. I said, you know, nobody realizes you, you don't know what the play call is. You don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, and, and, and people judge play calling. I already got a fired Brian Johnson Twitter uh, going. Somebody's up there that, that grabbed that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, they blame coaches. They blame it's, it's always about the players first. <clears throat> and yeah, if they don't perform, you're in trouble. Your your job is a, and and coaching's more important in football, I think, than any other sport. But your job is to get a little bit more out of a particular player, um, than maybe you know help them along, help them reach their best self, so to speak. And uh, but yeah, generally it's always about the players. Yeah, look at the Super Bowl. Look at you know. Jonathan Gannon went from he had 10 seconds of being uh, accepted when he drove up to that fan before the NFC championship game, rolled down his window and said, uh, let's up and gut him. And they did gut him. And then, you know, the secondary couldn't communicate in the Super Bowl. And he's the worst, you know, he's a despot, (laughs) you know. Uh, so that's just the way it is. And Nick knows that, believe me. He knows. Um, coaching quarterback. He's, he's uh, a, by the way, coaching quarterback get too much credit when things go well, but they get way too much blame when things go poorly. Agreed. And they don't have that dynamic in baseball. There's no one individual player like Harper is not getting all that much grief, and he is the star of the team. And he didn't come up big in these last several games. Uh, I specifically point to Castellanos because he was not only bad, he was that bad. But again, a guy chimes in here on the field. Why didn't he pinch hit for Rojas with the bases load in the fourth inning? They were winning. 
They were up two to one at the time. They specifically asked Johnson after the game. And he said, well, if I had done it there, I would have had to use two players because they got a lefty ready to come in. If I put a lefty up for Rojas, they're going to bring the lefty in. So they got to pull the lefty and let Jake never get in at bat and put in a right-hander. So do all that in the fourth inning of a game you're winning. Like you said, baseball is a nuanced game. And it people very... just look right past the nuances and go, how do you let Rojas hit with the bases loaded? Oh, you knew the Phillies weren't going to score another run from that. With that lineup, you knew they were going to get shut out for the rest of the game. Come on. Yeah. You don't pinch hit in the fourth inning, especially when you're winning. Uh, now, there's a little bit difference in a game seven. You're very immediate. You know, everybody's, you see it all the time with starting pitchers and you saw it uh, yesterday come in. You know, it's all hands on deck. So, it's a little bit different, but yeah, you don't pinch hit in the fourth inning when you're winning. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. All right, Johnny Mac, here's one thing I want to get in our first segment. I've got two good guests today. Mike Gill and his usual Wednesday spot from the Sports Bash down the shore, ESPN uh, 97.3, and Chris Franklin, our guy from NJ.com, will be here with us in hour number two. Uh, Kevin Bayard. Officially announced as a Philadelphia Eagle, the defense coordinator talked about him yesterday and how he's going to fit. And the fact that they needed to do this probably more than they would have liked fit guys into the back end of the defense because of injury, because of guys not being good enough and a key acquisition like Kevin Bayard. Uh, but so far, they've done a pretty damn good job of getting guys up to speed and ready to go uh, in the secondary. So uh, I want to get your take on what Desai said there. But I got to ask you about this first. You mentioned yesterday, what the hell is Rand Carthon thing? And what does Howie Roseman do to these guys? Does he have pictures of other executives around the league that he makes deals that just don't look right on? Wait, they got him for that? Howie seems to do it uh, each and every single year. And you correctly pointed out the Titans general manager didn't get enough for a Pro Bowl level player. I question the other teams around the league. Not just the oh uh, yeah, it's manager. more than just Rand Carthon. Right. I agree with you there. How he picks the individual yeah. team's general manager's pocket, but where are the other teams around the league? So I thought, all right, who else could have upgraded by getting a safety, the level of Kevin Bayard, who we think of as one of the best safeties in the National Football League, who could have gotten better, who could have matched and or slightly topped the Eagles offer that they gave up for him. And one team specifically came to mind for me, and that would be the Dallas Cowboys, because you're achieving two things. Number one, you're upgrading your own roster, which, oh, by the way, you need to do with the safety play that you've gotten so far this year. And number two, you keep the Eagles from getting him. The best executives in football not only know what's going on with their team, but what's going on with teams that they're competing with. And you could come up with a pretty easy conclusion that, yeah, you know, the Eagles might be looking to upgrade safety. Uh, they've got issues. They were a little short to begin with. Blankenship got hurt. Yeah, this could be a week that Howie pounces. And the Dallas Cowboys are just sitting down there in Dallas going, yeah, we're all right. We're good. Really? With the safety play that you've been getting, you're good. And the owner slash general manager, the Dallas Cowboys yesterday went on Dallas radio and said, if we're going to do any trading leading up to the trade deadline, it's probably going to have to start somewhere else. That we're pretty darn good with our personnel the way that we are. 
Did I, am I misreading the standings here, John? Are the Cowboys six and zero? Oh? Are the Cowboys seven and zero? Oh? No. Or are the Cowboys no. four and two? And Jerry's perfectly fine with the personnel that yeah, the you Cowboys know, Jerry, He doesn't have Jerry to make any calls. Uh, for all his reputation, he doesn't make a lot of trades. Well, who's ever in charge? Sometimes he is. Sometimes Stephen is. Uh, so it's when it, when it goes right, Jerry's in charge. Yeah, when exactly. it goes badly, then it's on Stephen. Exactly. So it's a wacky setup to begin with. Yeah, I mean everybody, everybody, including the Eagles and Chiefs, and the Eagles already proved it, could use an upgrade. And the Chiefs traded for uh Nicole Hardman back. So they're looking to improve too. Um it so everybody can use an improvement for that specific instance. I, I, I mean, Dallas has pretty good safeties. I, I don't know if that's a position where where they would want to be. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I don't have my phone with me. It's overcharging. My bad. I specifically reached out to our guy, Brad Spielberger, yesterday from Pro Football Focus. And I asked him, what were the ratings? What were the rankings of the Dallas safeties so far this year? They stink. Yeah, They're- I I. I that they haven't played up to their reputation, but I don't think they're bad players. Uh, they yeah, and they have three really because they're one of those teams that use more of a sort of three safety. A lot of teams are going that way, by the way. Um, you know, instead of that second linebacker, um, and they're one of them uh, who do it a lot. So it's it's Hooker, it's Wilson, it's Curse. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and Brad, they haven't played up to their reputation, um, and and but I don't think they're bad players, and I st- still do think you think we're... do you think Terrell Edmonds is a bad player? No, I don't think. Oh, he's, okay, I think so why why if if you're not going to make a trade for a player because you've got players that haven't played up to their reputation, why would the Eagles trade for Kevin Byard? Well, because the Eagles are very honest with themselves. And I, I well, the one, Dallas one Cowboys things, aren't honest with themselves. Well, a lot of teams aren't. Uh, yeah, Cowboys probably are more. I I would say very few teams meet meet the Eagles' uh, uh, bar when it comes to being honest with themselves. But I would say one of the things, and I use PFF all the time, and I like PFF, and I don't. I'm not one of those haters, but I do tell you all the time. I recognize the deficiencies of them. I know what they are. I know what they are. And for instance, Bayard's like, I think it was 36th. I think I looked at it yesterday. Um, and I even, I, I have to look up Edmonds, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 like Bayard's asked to do a lot more um, in, in his, um, where he is. And, and they don't take into account things like that. Like Slay and Bradbury don't have great ratings right now. Um, doesn't mean they're not great corners. Um, you know, would you that, would you agree with me that neither has played as well this year as they have last year? Yes, right. I would agree with that. Um, so I, but I, I, it's the same thing. It's sort of like the same thing when when I'm talking about the Cowboys' safeties and the Eagles' corners, the Eagles' outside corners sort of like the same thing if you look at slay's uh uh grade you'd say well he's not very good (laughs) right now um if you watch the games you say 
Well, he's a lot better than some of these corners that are ahead of him. Uh, he, there's a lot more put on his plate. So there's some issues with, with those kinds of things. But, yeah, I mean, if you would, if you want to say that, if you want to be strict and say they're not playing up to their reputations and they should have won out and get Kevin Bayard, well, then, you know, you should probably say, well, the Eagles should go get Patrick Sertan or somebody else who, because Slay and Bradbury aren't playing up to their expectations. I would say the same thing. Right. I'm not looking for an upgrade at, at outside corner from the Eagles. I'm looking for an upgrade at safety. If I'm the Cowboys, they, they got a lot of issues. I wouldn't be looking for an upgraded safety, though. That's all I'm trying to say. I would suggest that their safeties have played as badly as anybody on their team at any position. Uh, where where else would the Cowboys look at upgrade more than safety? Uh, boy, I, I don't. They got a good team. If that, that's their worst problem. I, I Yeah, we're going to agree to a disagree there. Um, I, I, yeah, I think their safeties are good. Um, and they're not, uh, they're, they're a good team. They have a good roster. I've been saying that since early in the preseason. I, I know Eagles fans don't like that, um, but they are a talented team. But yeah, they got issues like everybody else. I mean, I heard a Zach Ertz rumor with Dallas because they're not used, they lost Dalton Schultz. Uh, they're used to having more of an impactful player at tight end. Uh, that would be one. They're, they're receivers. Um, Michael Gallup, you know, hasn't really been the same guy um, since coming back from the ACL. And they don't have, they still, and Brandon Cooks has been eh. They, they still don't have that real compliment to, to C.D. Lamb. Um and and defensively they have a good front, you know, they but anytime you lose a a player like Trayvon Diggs, that's an issue. I don't know how much Bland is going to hold up. Or that's 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 a perfect example for the Cowboys. Like Deron Bland, according to PFF, is better than Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Well, no, he isn't. He isn't. But he is in this small sample size right here for this time and what they ask him to do. And he's done a nice job and he deserves credit and 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 accolades and you you tip your hat. That's what I say. You got to be honest with yourself. Like one of the things about the buyer deal, how many teams in this league, Jody, would give up 244 yards to, to the Miami Dolphins and 10 points to the Miami Dolphins and then the next day trade for an all-pro set. They go, hey, you know what? Sidney Brown is holding up. Eli Ricks is holding up. We don't need to do it. That's what most teams would do. That's The that Eagles are like, hmm, you know what? You know what? That's about Jalen Carter and Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and on and on and on, and they're very honest with themselves. A lot thanks of teams for, aren't. Thanks for making my point for me, John. The Dallas Cowboys, as per their owner, owner, not some executive, not some scout, not some assistant coach. The owner says, yeah, if we're going to be making trades leading up to trade, it's going to have to start on the other side. Somebody's going to have to call us. We're good with our personnel. That's 
the reason that the Cowboys are in second place, and that's the reason that the Eagles are in first place. Because as you just pointed out, Eagles aren't satisfied. If they can upgrade their roster, they upgrade their roster. Even in the face of having one of the best defensive efforts by any team all year, shutting down the Miami Dolphins. They realize we can upgrade our safety position for a nominal cost at most. Why wouldn't we do that? Because that's the way Howie Roseman and the Eagles do business. That's why they're as good as they are. And the Dallas Cowboys come off as a pompous squad with an owner who's been trying to make football moves for decades, and he's made one. He hired Jimmy Johnson. That's it. Other than that, his football moves have been questionable, and he's standing by his choices and the talent that they have right now, which is second-place talent to the Eagles in the NFC East. All right, he's uh, McMullen on McDonald. Magamac Birds 365, two goodies today. We got Mike Gill from Down the Shore joining us coming up in just a couple of minutes. And then we'll get Chris Franklin from NJ.com in hour number two. So stay right here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. 
Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. Opening up for Mike Gill. He should be checking in any minute from down the shore. Yeah, um, just text him. He might be taking that Phillies loss hard. Oh, yeah. He's out walking the beach in one of his college t-shirts. Yeah. Freezing his little tuckus off. I don't know. We'll, we'll, when, when Gill jumps on, we'll punch him up. I, I did get my phone off the charger. Sorry for not having that earlier. Uh, like I said, I reached out to Spielberger yesterday at uh, BFF. Uh, three Cowboys safeties of 92 vet. There are 92 safeties who have played 100 or more snaps in the NFL through the first six weeks of the year. Malik Hicker, Hooker, 34th out of 92. Javon Curse, 81st out of 92. Dev- uh, Donovan Wilson, 87th out of 92. That's not not good, John. That's flat out bad. They got two guys in the 80s out of 92. They couldn't use an upgraded safety. Yeah, they could. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I, again, you got to take, you got to understand what those things are. Um, And I bring up Bland. You know, Bland is 13th uh, of 115. Um, Darius Slay is 69th of 115. Now, if you were to pretend rules didn't exist and said, hey, Cowboys, you could have Darius Slay instead of Deron Bland, trust me, trust me, 100% they're taking Darius Slay. 150%. I'm making up numbers now. All right, Um, but let let me turn it on you. If you give the Dallas Cowboys that same choice, you can have Kevin Bayard or any of the three mentioned safeties. Would oh, you not take Bayard over all of them? Yeah, I would. Okay. Um, but again. So, so it, was it the outrageous cost that the Eagles paid to get him? That no, it's just you're not play? looking. Um, you know, you're not looking for an upgrade at a position you don't think you need an upgrade. Like the Eagles aren't looking for an upgrade at defensive tackle. They, they don't think they need an upgrade. They, they're not looking for an upgrade at certain positions. Um, the Cowboys probably feel that way about their safeties, even though they haven't played up to their reputation yet. And, and I maybe say they won't. The difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles aggressively look to upgrade their roster. The Cowboys, according to their owners, sit on their laurels and are perfectly fine with personnel well, that, uh, that with have the overriding that in the 30s, the 80s, and the 80s out of 92 in the NFL. With, with your overriding point, I agree with. The Cowboys generally don't do much, despite Jerry Jones' reputation historically um, on the trade market. Um, well, most NFL teams don't do much, to be honest. It's changing a little bit, usually with – younger GMs that we has to take advantage of. But uh, um, I agree with your overriding thought. I just don't agree with the position and player. Like a bunch of other positions, they should be looking to upgrade. I just don't agree with the position and player. I think they would be looking in a different direction. And the fact that they aren't looking in different directions, because every team, including the Chiefs and Eagles, need – um, can always improve. That part I agree with. I just don't think at that position they would be looking for an upgrade. That's that's how I, I look right. at that. Maybe, maybe I'm putting more emphasis on pro football focus. Either you accept that 
they do what they do or you don't. Uh, I think it's, and I am guilty as charged. Sometimes I agree with and sometimes I disagree with them. Either you give them their props as being able to put an accurate rating on how a guy is playing or you don't. Um, yeah, I think that safety is the way that they played the first six games of the year. I would say that's as weak a position as they have on their team. So I would be shocked, shocked. And I'm not talking about just the Cowboys. Do you think a better player at a different position that the Cowboys may have a well? A, what I'm, I'm turning on the Eagles. Do you think the the Eagles need an upgrade at outside corner? No. But why? why? Would I think that. Well, because Slay and Bradbury haven't played up to their reputation. Well, Slay and Bradbury are Slay and Bradbury, and the Cowboys' safeties are Malik Hooker, Javon uh, Kurtz, and Donovan Wilson. I think I, I can't compare those two positional groups. Why would well, the Eagles I, need to upgrade two guys who have both made – did I miss Malik Hooker, Javon Kurtz's, or Donovan Wilson's Pro Bowl year? No. I, uh, granted, they have, they're bigger – reputations but the 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 same holds true you're still defaulting to reputation with one and not defaulting with reputation with the other they they've had what what are the reputations of the dallas safeties well that's what i'm saying it's not to the level of slay and bradbury but you didn't come into this season most people didn't come into the season saying oh the cowboys need an upgrade at safety um, because they've been competent players and, and generally above average. And Malik Hooker's really talented, but he's had a lot of injury issues over the years. Um, that's that's what I'm saying. Um, look, PFF does a good job. I say it all the time, but you have to know what it is. You have to know what it is. Like, I'm going to sit at you like Bland has a great PFF rating. I'm not going to tell you he's a great corner because he's not a great corner. Trayvon Diggs is a great corner. And sometimes because he takes some chances and they knock that down more, it's like a home run hitter. I've always compared him to C.J. Gardner-Johnson for Eagles fans. Didn't have a good PFF rating last year. Now, Eagles fans watch those games. Who was more freaking impactful, C.J. Gardner-Johnson or um, Marcus Epps or even Reed Blankenship, who has a good PFF ranking. Who's a better player? I love Reed. CJ's a better player when he's healthy, and obviously he's not healthy. Now, he's a pain in the you-know-what, but he's a better player. He's the home run hitter. It's like I say that to use the baseball we're using, I said it with Ryan Howard. When you look back to the the Phillies World Series team, was Chase Utley a, a, a better player overall? Yes. Was he more impactful? No flipping way. No way. When you got that big guy in the middle, freaking three run home run. That's, that's important. And I always go Roberto Alomar, five tool player. Hey, that's great. Give me the guy who's going to bash 48 home runs and 130 RBI, even though nobody cares about RBIs now. Uh, Give me that guy. That's what CJ was last year for the Seagulls defense. That's what Trayvon Diggs is for the Dallas defense. Those guys tend not to have good PFF rankings. There are issues with those rankings. What they do generally tell you is if they say if somebody's playing well, like Deron Bland, he's probably playing well. Is he going to hold up? Eh, probably not.
Right. And you, you don't watch every single snap the Cowboys play. I don't watch every single day. PFF does look at every single snap the Cowboys play. So they've got more observational opportunities than we do. I'm sorry. I'm just not excited by Malik Cooker, Javon Kirst, or Donovan Wilson. If you think that they've had outstanding careers, they're playing badly now. If you think they've had outstanding careers up until this point, then you have a higher opinion of them than I do. I just don't. Well, clearly, I, I think Darrell Edmonds is as good as any of those players. And the Eagles shipped them plus picks in exchange for Kevin Bayard. So the Eagles wisely, aggressively look to get that home run hitter that you're describing. The Cowboys are playing with guys who I think well, are I, uh, okay all right. Donovan, Donovan are right now striking out every other time up. Donovan Wilson was 29th last year, 29th of 88, 18th of 94. That's Donovan Wilson. Um, Malik Hooker, for people that don't know about Malik Hooker, he was a first-round pick. 16th of 93 in 2018. Injuries cropped up. Twenty uh, By the time he got back, 2019, he was 42nd of 83. 2020 wasn't ranked because he, he was, you know, basically two years coming back 2021 he was 28th of 92 last season it was 13th of 88 i mean these are not bad players jody are they are they kevin buyer no oh, who's a two-time all pro but these have been good players uh throughout their careers so yeah you and i just disagree they're better players than you're giving them credit for uh. and the assumption is that they're going to get back to where they were in the past. If they don't, they don't. And and that's the hard thing about the NFL because guys move up and down and it's not a stasis and maybe they have nothing left and maybe you'll end up being right, but they've been good players that we just disagree on. I mean, they have been good players. What was, what was Edmonds last year? Was he that much further behind any of those cowboy players that you just rattled off? Uh, yeah, he's never been at that level, but I'll double check. I'll look him up. He's at Tennessee now. Um, um, and I haven't, while I'm doing this, I'm also trying to get Mike. Uh, he says two minutes having an internet issue. So hopefully, hopefully we get, uh, uh, Mike Gill up. I'm looking for Terrell Edmonds as we speak. Can't find them. I don't know if they've been here. We go. Terrell 61 of 84. All right. So he was behind both of those, uh, all three of those cowboy guys. Um, um and- he was 70th of 92 in 2021. Uh, 20, he had a good year in 2020. He was 22 of 94, 2019, 55 of 83. As a rookie, he was 65 of 93. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's, uh, He's an NFL player, Terrell Edmonds. I mean, he's not a bad player. Right. And I think the Cowboys have three NFL players at safety. I'd rather get the Ryan Howard home run hitter and Kevin Bayard if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. But you didn't have to sweat that, Eagles, because Jerry loves his personnel, so he's not going to be making any calls this week. If you want to give something to the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry expects you to call him rather than him to call you. Well, the good thing about the Cowboys as the Eagles is they got to play each other twice. So you'll know everything. You'll know everything about the Cowboys and Eagles and where they are 
against and, each other. And we're only about 11 days from that first matchup. We got to get through the commanders first, and we got to get to Mike Gill, who comes our way from down the shore. Uh, are you going to blame Rob Thompson for your internet issues? Because <laughs> a lot of Phillies Twitter is blaming the Phillies manager for last night's loss when Nick Castellanos went 0 for his last seven games after hitting a leadoff home run in this series against the defense. Yeah, they had a lot of money wrapped up into, uh, what was it, 1 for 28 uh, for over the last couple? I mean, top of the order, big money guys didn't come through. It's funny, though, because I was in text chains last night and I guess something's going on with the, the the internet. I wasn't getting the text messages. I couldn't send them out. They weren't coming in. And I was like, my friends are awful quiet on this one all of a sudden. Well, I'm realizing something's going on with the network, I guess. But uh, that's got to be up there with one of the most disappointing losses of epic, epic meltdown. Epic. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an 84-win team. So it's, you know, always disappointing. And all you need is one... Uh, they, they, they won 90, John. Let's not shortchange them. Uh, no, the Diamondbacks. Oh, the Diamondbacks. Won... Oh, you meant yeah. the Phillies. Yeah. No, they won. Diamondbacks are almost a 500 team in the regular season. Oh, um, yeah, and, you know, you get a run. You could argue baseball. I hear a lot of people arguing, oh, Fox doesn't want Arizona and Texas. Well, obviously, but that's not a reason you lost. I mean, what do we – uh, it, it's there's a football mentality in Philadelphia and baseball. I was telling Jody, Jody knows it's a nuanced game, and everybody's like, Oh, everything's a disaster, every pitch. Um, and it, and you got to be a little bit more patient. And I also say the modern game, and you know, this you coach baseball, um, at a lower level, but you know, they, they create these types of hitters. Because they don't value small ball. And when you need, and it, it doesn't matter until you need it, they don't want station to station baseball because the analytics say yeah. that you're more likely to hit a three run home run than get single, single, single. Um, it's part of it. So you're going to have these lulls in offense. The amount of texts I get about bunting, why don't they bunt? You got a bunt here. It's. I, they I don't, to the they point don't play that I, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, what do you say? What am I going to do? I, I mean, I can only tell you 950 million times. And then, of course, last night in game seven, they try to bunt. They can't bunt. They don't know how to bunt. But why would you know how to bunt? Yeah. You know, why you would you? Would be interesting is if the Phillies would have been able to get to the World Series in game seven. That would have backed them right up to the Cowboys game because that would have been on Saturday night and the Cowboys game would have been on Sunday. That would have been a pretty and, – and by the way, in Texas, because the Phillies would have been in Fort Worth, that would have been an interesting scene to see if the Philly fans would have gone to game seven. And I think that game is at Dallas, is it not, John? The uh first? The first one's here. Oh, okay. Weeks. The first one's yeah. here. So yeah, that would have been interesting. If they could have separated their time to Fort Worth and and Philly against yeah the that was yeah well we had that last year with Houston in the World Series we were down right but a little Texas. different playing the Texans yeah. than playing yeah. the Cowboys yeah well, the Eagles don't play the Texans they don't play the Cowboys for twelve days they play the uh, Commanders yeah. come Sunday with Kevin Byard at safety. I think just an outstanding addition by Howie Roseman. Got him for an under market value price, it seems to me. 
And we had Turin Davenport on yesterday who covers the Titans, knows Bayard well. Desai spoke yesterday, said, this guy's smart as all get out. We're just going to plug him in and he'll be fine. You buying? I think over the long run, Bayard's going to be great. You think he's going to be like his usual Pro Bowl level self week one coming in here? Or does you got to give the guy at least some transitional time? I mean, maybe not be in week one will he come in and be. um, uh, But even what he is in week one has got to be an upgrade of what you had. I mean, Terrell Edmonds didn't offer much. I mean, nice guy. Seemed like a good dude. Uh, Saw the video of him at Citizens Bank Park with uh, DeAndre Swift watching the baseball game. Uh, I'll take Kevin Byard off the street over what Terrell Evans was was giving me there. And look, Evans wasn't awful, but I think you certainly get a huge tick. And, and I talked about this on Monday when they made the trade. You know, just for the people out there like thinking, all right, well, what do you get? To me, and, and maybe you guys disagree, he's a significant upgrade over what you had last year. You had two pretty good players there last year who made some money Maybe not on Sunday, Jody, but long run by the end of the season, you've got a better player at that position than what you had at that spot last year. And him and Blankenship together, I think you have a better tandem than he had a year ago. Yeah, potentially. Uh, you know, Reed has played very well. You know, one of the things about Kevin Bayard, you can use Reed as an example. Guys never missed a stinking game. Now, Reed has played very, very well. Uh, we're seven games in. He's missed two games. This guy's played eight seasons, never missed a game. Uh, so durability's there, versatility. He can play in the slot. He can play uh, either safety position. And the Eagles system, it's interchangeable anyway. Um, yeah, it's a perfect fit. I, I'm more – and Jody said under market value. No, they got him at market value. That's where Howie takes advantage of these morons. Right. Because they don't value. Oh, he's 30. Oh, he's 30. I can't pay a two-time All-Pro. I can't give up a, a day three pick for a two-time All-Pro because he's 30. That's where he takes advantage of these morons who are uh, always looking at door number three. Yeah. That's how I describe the vast majority of young GMs in this league. The, the unknown is always better than the proven. And that makes no sense to me. Yeah, and if you watch what we opened up with, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure the Tennessee Titans maybe in that room are having a conversation saying, we're not good enough to win right now with a 30-year-old safety. Let's see what we can get and just start over. They're not looking at the 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks and saying, hey, that could be us. We have some players here. Let's just, you know, do a couple things. Yeah, they're looking at the big picture. though. And look, Howie is able – to make a move. I talked about this with John. I said, does anybody else call? Like, did anybody else call them? Or is Roseman the only guy saying, you know what? Let me pick up the phone and just make a call. Well, he had picks coming in because of what they lost in free agency last year that he knows is coming in right now. You lose Javon Hargrave. All right, I'm going to get a compensatory pick. I lose Isaac Sayamala. I'm going to get a compensatory pick. They're going to get a bunch of picks to restock what they just gave up to get him. So if somebody called Tennessee and said, hey, I'll give you a fifth, and that's it, or I'll give you a six, he could say, well, I'll give you a fifth and a six because I know I'm getting that on the back end coming back because of what the Eagles lost last year. So I thought it was a, a, a smart trade. Uh, what they gave up, obviously, not a big deal. We're not going to look back and say, man, they gave up a fifth and a six for this. 
Now, last year they gave up a fourth to get Robert Quinn. That blew up in your face. Did uh, it really which... blow up in your face? I mean, oh, uh, okay. No, that's a fair. That's a fair retort. It didn't blow yeah. up in your face. You didn't get what you were you hoping. Took a hey, shot. You, yeah, you, were you didn't get what you wanted. Was for... it? Here's it. Was it an L? It's an yeah. L. You got. You got to take an L. How he's got to take an L there. Not a. A death-defining L, but an L is an L is an L. He took an L on that one. But I think and, it's a perfect example. Oh, we're tied with ten seconds to go. So you're right, John's correction of you were right. It wasn't a. Uh, yeah, but my 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 only point to that is yes, it didn't work out. It didn't work out for and technically in the small ecosystem, is that trade a winner or a loss? Well, that's a loss. Yeah, no question about it. But it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's worth the gamble. It, it didn't, it didn't, they still made the Super Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. it would have been nice if Robert Quinn was a good player and could make a play in the Super Bowl and get him over the top. Yep. Didn't work out. But I mean, that's not realistic. So, you know, they got him to be a 15 play uh, a game player and he didn't even give him that. So on the, on the, I guess in the micro sense, it's a loss, but the macro sense, it doesn't matter. And it exemplifies why you take chances, because even if this doesn't work out to where you think it's going to work out, um, it's not going to matter that much. You're going to be slightly better than Terrell Edmonds. That's worst case scenario. You would think worst case scenario is you have a guy who's on the field almost every snap. Last year, you made a trade for a guy who essentially was a nothing burger for you. So, yeah, you take the shot and you, you now look, you, John, you keep mentioning, you said this yesterday. And the first thing that goes to my head is well, the guy's always on the field. He's durable. He takes every snap. Well, he's 30 years old. When does he not take that snap? When does he, you know, when does the, yeah. well, he might, up? he might come in here, you know, caught, you know, you know, Zach Ertz. 100% injury rate. He might come in here week one and get hurt, but I can't control that stuff. Right. Oh, I listen, mean, that was the <laughs> biggest fear of this season for me. It wasn't how talented they were. It was they made it through last year without any injury issues at all. I mean, you had one here, a guy there, this guy, but you're missing. They played a game the other night. talk about the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins had two guys out, this guy out. You know, the, the Eagles played a game with their two safeties out, their, their corner out. Um, their right guard, they're on what their third right guard at this point. I mean, they're not, uh, excuse me, the slot, they're on like their third or fourth slot corner at this point. They're on their second right guard. So they're, they're dealing with a lot of injuries too, um, which was the biggest worry. Now, are they done that? Are they getting past that? Are they six and one and they've gotten through the injury bug or there's still more to come? That's to me, a big storyline as they get ready to go through the gauntlet of the schedule. We get know. a lot of we get a lot of San Francisco mm-hmm. people, um, you know, and they're complaining about not having Trent Williams and uh, uh, who else? Debo. Debo. Uh, Debo. For a while. Yeah, and they probably win the game on Monday night, no question. But everybody's got injuries. The other side doesn't. Have, I love how fan bases because you brought up Miami. People made a lot of oh, we don't have two offensive line. And by the way. Isaiah Wynn's going to block Jalen Carter anyway because he got hurt on, on the fifth play. Uh, that's not going to affect things. Everybody's got injuries. The Eagles are on their 97th slot cornerback uh, last I checked. Yeah. Um, 
you either persevere or you don't. And they haven't had the same, by the way, with the buyer thing to bring it back, they haven't had the same two safeties play next to each other, each other seemingly any week all season. It seems like there's somebody, Justin Evans, Sorrell Evans, Sidney Brown, Reed Blankenship. I mean, who else has played taking snaps back there? Yeah, Kayvon went. Kayvon got cut in Arizona. He might be back. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, let well, me ask, uh, uh, thank you for bringing up Kayvon, Eagle juggling the roster. Yeah. Mario Goodrich get cut because he wears number 31 and they had to give that to Kevin Bayard. <laughs> we just cut before. Come on. Yeah. He's been on, he's been, uh, who was the old offensive lineman that was on and off the rosters uh, uh, with the Julian, uh, Julian Vandervelde. Vandervelde. Yeah. He's the new Julian Vandervelde. You just keep uh. bringing him in and about. Yeah. I did see, uh, I guess that was Andrew DeCicco last night that tweeted that out. Something about Kayvon Wallace. And I, you know, I think everybody was watching the game that he was playing against the Cowboys. First off, you were like, he's on Arizona. He's actually playing for Arizona. And he's actually playing well for Arizona. And then they cut him. It was like, wait a second. What did he do in the last couple of weeks that, that deserved to get cut after he was playing 80% <coughs> of the snaps out there? Well, Buddha came back, made that part of it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the situation. But that certainly that, um, yeah. Buddha's going to play. Right. And you would think he would <laughs> yeah. be a guy who knows the defense right off the bat and yeah. could come in and at least provide. Yeah. And he's a solid special teams player. Um, there you go. And that's why the Eagles lost, uh, by the way, Brett Toth to uh, Carolina, signed him off the practice squad. So they have an open spot. So it makes sense to uh, potentially bring Kayvon back. But I'm sure. He's got to clear waivers, and I'm sure, um, you know, who knows? It's always got to be a two-way street, but I, I'm sure the Eagles would want him back. Um, at you least think he's going to get claimed, clubs, John? But... No, probably not. Probably not. But he got claimed once. You know, you never know. With he got claimed by teams. his ex-defensive coordinator. Yeah. I, as far as I – Jim Schwartz? Did Schwartz and Kayvon have an overlap here? Could Schwartz take him for Cleveland? Hey, you never know, man. Cleveland uh, – showed some uh, signs of weakening on defense against the great yeah, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. yeah. Gave, gave up a uh, 30 spot. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. I, uh, this is for John and or Mike Abid, you guys know any update on Reed Blankenship. We, we saw the injury against the jets. What I continue to claim as a clean block. I get it. It's against the rules. It's a stupid rule. The NFL has in, by play. the way, he got fined. Alan Lazard got fined on top of it. 16 grand That's so that just... tells you they got it right I, I mike and i talk about that all the time fans don't like the legislation but they blame the the officials um um and yeah officials blow calls all the time i'm not saying they don't but by and large they don't like the rule which right. I get. That's I what like I'm, I'm on record right here, right yeah. now, saying I think that rule is. Full. Oh, I agree with you, Jody. That I think the rule on that, and not to mention, they got flagged for a um, roughing the passer. That was egregious. It, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, that that's the problem. The fans don't want that to be, even if it's helps your team out. No fan wants that call to be. Well, I think they like it when it helps their team. But yeah, I but I'm saying, like, in the big picture, I would say that helps, no. that helps your team win the game. Eagle fans, that happened. But all I'm saying team. is when you get that fine, that is validation from the NFL that they're saying the official made the correct call. 
when that fine comes down. Uh, understood. It's yeah. a dumb rule. And I get the the overly cautious protect the quarterback. They're the golden childs. We got to bend over backwards to take care of them. And I like Reed Blankenship as much as anybody else, but safeties don't get that kind of, oh my God, it was an unfair hit on a safety. Come on. Safeties are supposed to be tough. They're supposed to be able to take it. The guy caught Reed right in the ribs and that's why he's out, but that's just a flat out dumb rule. I'm sorry. Just because you're heading two steps in the wrong direction, you're coming back upfield. That makes it an illegal play and a finable play on top of it. Come on, NFL, get your head out of your ass. Yeah. You know, Hey, there's a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to safety in this league. Um, And, and it's all for liability purposes. That's all it is. Um, But you know, as more people push to say, Oh, the game's too violent. The game's too, that's why they have to do this stuff. So I get why the NFL has to do it. And, and they have to pay this lip service to the safety of the game instead of I, I wish we could all admit, you know what? It's a violent game. And if you don't want to play it, don't play it. But I if think you want to play it, there's some dangers to I it. I think the Jason Kelsey the Kelsey documentary, I mean, just listening to him. Talk about like his body and what he, you know, but he also is very understanding of this was what this is, what you know, like you have the opportunity and the choice to make there and you're trying to make rules to, <laughs> to make the game less violent. That, that just doesn't make any sense. You could say, Hey, you, you don't have to play our game. You don't have to, but yeah. we can't put in rules to, uh, compromise the level of competition that that is now becoming where the guy can't put a block on because he might hurt yeah. the guy who might now tackle. mike i've been covering this league for a thousand years it seems now and i don't know what a hip drop tackle is and nobody can explain it to me and they're talking about banning that and yeah. i don't even know what it is well it's funny it's like you know, when you first heard the term sports hernia, you're like, what the hell is that? And then all of a sudden, everybody had a sports hernia. Now, I've never heard the term hip tackle drop hip ever. Tackle. And all of a sudden, they want to ban a tackle that no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. I, I, man. We're going to flag football. They're putting flag football in the Olympics. In the Olympics I'm telling yeah. you. I, I, I laughed about it years ago. I would make jokes about it. Now I literally believe we're going to flag football eventually. I wouldn't be surprised if the quarterback had a flag and the other players, they just had flags on quarterbacks and you didn't tackle and hit him. You just... Then we're going to go back to the days of the pocket passer. If you do that, uh, yeah. that's going to limit the effectiveness of extending plays. And, you know, because... It's tough to tackle the Jalen Hurts of the world, but if you just got to pull a flag off, plays over, that's going to help the defense. They don't like to help the defense. That's a good point, John. Yeah, everybody in the league is playing defense. Nobody can score. Yeah. Commanders coming up on uh, Sunday. Eagles could very well have lost the Commanders earlier this season if Riverboat Ron was actually a Riverboat gambler. They could have lost that game. But the commanders have not played well since, and their offensive line is as big a sieve as there is in the National Football League. How many sacks are the Eagles going to get on Sunday against this massive commander's offensive line? 
Well, you know, it seems that Washington kind of gets you once every once in a while. That they you you last year they got you once. I think their opportunity to get you was the game they played a couple weeks ago. Uh, I thought they had a good game plan and executed it. It's one thing to have a good game plan. It's another thing to actually execute it. And I thought Sam Howe had a really good game. Uh, to have a, 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 another effort like that. Now, if you watch any of them play the Giants last week, you would say there's no way oh. this team can step on them. Oh. They were terrible in the game against the Giants. Um, so to answer the first part of the question, I would think Sam Howe might have a tough day at the office. Uh, that offensive line was a big problem against the Giants. Last week, I don't imagine that they uh, tighten things up this week. And can they execute their game plan the way they did the first time these two teams played? That's asking a lot to, against this Philadelphia team. Um, so I would think this one is good. You know, they got you last year. I think their chance to get you was the first time. I would think this is more like when you played them uh, the first time in, in, when they sacked Wentz like nine times last year, yeah, um, where where it's just an ugly type of game. I think this Washington team, you got some dissension. You know, they're sick of this crap down there. There's some talk now about Ron Rivera might be coming to the end of the line. Yeah, he's uh, I think this one has the makings of, 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 you know, because it also feels like, guys, the Eagles were kind of teetering after that Jets. Oh, they got problems. It's like when the Phillies lose a game. You got to move this guy. You got to change the lineup. You got to do this. You got to do that. Well, the Jets game, it was like, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then they go out and whip the, cow- the, the, the Dolphins. I think the Eagles are trending – like, you know what? We got business as usual, and the and the commanders look yeah. like a team that's You set. know what? We've seen the Eagles lose twice um, in the regular season with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and even the Super Bowl, because if you think about the Super Bowl, it was the, the unforced error. But I think there were minus three against Washington last year and minus four against the Jets. As long as they don't do that, they're going to win the game. They, 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 as long as they protect the football somewhat, they're going to win the game. Yeah. Sacks allowed in the NFL this year, the last three teams, Bears 27, 27 sacks in six or seven. That's a lot. Giants 37, Red, uh, Commanders 40. Yeah, Sam, Sam Howell's on a 40 a, times. Sam Howell is on pace if he lives to break David Carr's record huh. uh, for most sacks in, in an NFL season. I believe he was sacked 76 times, which people forget, not Derek, David Carr. David was really, really talented, but he, yeah. he went to Houston, and, uh, yeah, he got gun-shy after that. Yeah. Bad uh, bad team, bad time, uh, bad offensive line in, in Washington. Could could. I would say the Eagles defensive line right now salivating the term of let them eat. Yeah, it's going to be a big old fest for the Eagles on Sunday for the defensive line. Uh, We didn't ask you at the top. Lean back. What kind of shirt you got on there, Gil? I'm going straight. Oh, Eagles. Yeah, you got to move on. People got to turn the page. It's uh, now everybody's got a football mentality anyway. Now they can worry about football. And I said a little bit of Sixers angst thrown in because of that mess. But uh, yeah, everybody can can overreact to football. Yeah, I was running outside. I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. I just grabbed the first shirt on the top of the pile. I didn't have it in my mind of like, ah, I got to. 
make sure that people get to see a different one this week. That's all right. We'll we'll trust you to have something amusing T-shirt-wise next week. <laughs> Mikey, good stuff. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Mike. All right, That's Mike Hill's show. Listen to him. Sports Bash 2 to 6. 97.3 ESPN down the shore. Uh, I can catch him this afternoon. Mike Gill here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Franklin joining us in hour number two. So stay right here on Birds 365. Well, we're not breaking. Where's Xander? <laughs> Xander. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll keep talking then, uh, you and I, Jody, uh, see what happens. But we didn't go to break. We'll figure that out. Technical difficulties, as they say. All right, we'll see. Here we go. Yeah. Sanders back. Are we going to break, Sander? We can break. We can break. So we'll see you after the break. Jody, Jody McDonald, John McMullen, Mac and Mac, Birds 360. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wolbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. G-L-E-S Eagles
McDonald and McMullen. Mac and Mac guys here with you on Birds 365. Thank you for jumping in. Franklin to join in about 15 minutes from now. Uh, did want to get your thoughts on this, Johnny. Um, a term, a phrase you coined last year. I'd never heard anybody use it before, so I give you complete and total credit for it. The mercenary market. Uh, could be churning again. Yesterday, and Dominican Sue said he would like to join a team with a chance for a run at a Super Bowl, and that the Baltimore Ravens had already reached out to him. Uh, didn't announce a signing or anything along those lines, but uh, a guy who helped out, he wasn't a major mover, uh, needle mover, but and Dominican Sue helped the Eagles defensive line out at a time when they needed it. Um, the, they, they had some injuries along the defensive line. He came in and stabilized things a little bit. Maybe doing it again this year. Wait till halfway through the season. Cash a half a seasonal check. Don't have to go to camp. Just jump in late. I assume and Domkin's in pretty good shape and he can get up to speed pretty quickly. But uh, uh, is there anyone else out there on the mercenary market, Johnny Mac? That we should be keeping our eye on who will be jumping. Yeah, I thought how he kind of created something. And Bradley Roby did the same thing, really. Probably had to start. How about, how about Julio? Yeah, Julio did the same thing. Um, had to start probably a little bit earlier than they had hoped. But uh, who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a thing. You know, in the NBA, they have the buyout market. And now I think how we kind of created it and guys are, you know, it, it, it's got to be very unique players like Linval and Dominican uh, last year, this year, Roby, uh, former first round pick, Julio, obviously Hall of Fame level player. Those guys made a lot of money. They don't want to sit and, and go through training camp for the NFL veteran minimum. So you got to be in a certain stage of your career. Um, but I I think it's going to continue. Um, and I think, you know, as more people start to age out and say, you don't want to pay me because we're all talking about Kevin Bayard, you know, fifth and sixth round, two-time All-Pro was worth a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and, and, a, and a role player. Um, that's what the NFL places a value on a two-time All-Pro because he's 30. Uh, and he's played a lot of games because he's durable. Think of that. If you're a player, you, you do your job and it's held against you. You know, if he didn't play as much, if he didn't have tread off the tire, maybe he'd be worth more. Um, it's bizarre. It's bizarre the way people look at things in this league sometimes. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to continue. I think last year was just the start of it. And Baltimore's a contender. Baltimore's a good team. Um, and they're coming off a great week. Um, and Lamar's playing really well for people not noticing. Um, and they destroyed the Detroit Lions. I mean, destroyed them. And that's a pretty good team, Detroit. Um, so... Yeah, if they need help at defensive tackle. And Dominican proved he could still play last year. Um, he's got something left in the tank. And, John, your point about age 30 being a uh, dirty word in the NFL. Oh, 30, you can't, can't pay him. He can't play. He's 30 years old. It is amazing 
what the sweet spot is, how small the sweet spot is in the National Football League for a player to make his maximum amount of money. Because you come out of college, you're either 21 or 22. You can't come out any earlier. Other sports, shoot, you come right out of high school, so be, be an NBA player by age 19. Uh, same thing with baseball, not as much, more like 2021. 20, but in the NFL, you're guaranteed that you can't get in until most players 22. Now, this particular last couple of years, we've had 23 and 24-year-old guys come in because of COVID. They decided to stay. How old is Reed Blankenship now? Yeah, yeah, he's um, 25, like 25, I think. 25 going on 26 because he played extra years in college. So you sign that first contract, you're locked in. There's no negotiating ongoing. is $10,000 here and there. Otherwise, your salary is locked in. So you got a four-year deal if you're anything other than a first-round pick. If you're a first-round pick, you got a five-year deal, which means you got to wait till you're 27 before you uh, get your first shot at the second contract. Yeah, Reed's 24, so don't want to dismiss them. I, I, have you seen? I joked. Have you seen Notre Dame's quarterback Jody this year? Yeah, uh, he looks like he's 35 years old. He's been playing forever. Uh, He's one of those transfer guys. Um, He played at Wake Forest. So I don't know. This is his sixth year because of the COVID rules, as you mentioned. Um, Yeah, he's he's 24. So if he gets drafted next year, and he's pretty good. I don't know what he is as an NFL prospect, but he's a good, really good college quarterback. So he's going to be 25 coming in. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) It's crazy. Well, if you're a fourth round pick, 24 coming into the league, you got to be before you 20. Oh, so you have two years before you get the 30 years. Oh, he's too old. We can't pay him uh, treatment from the National Football League. So you got a two year period where you're in your prime earning years in the National Football League. Talk about trying to thread the needle. You have to yeah. be that perfect. Well, player. and I bring him because he looks old. He looks like he's older than 20. And I forget his name. I'll have to look it up here as we speak. Um, he looks older. He's got this big old man beard. Um, and he sets records every week because he's played for six years. So, you know, he's one of the highest, you know, passing. He sets a new passing yardage record, it seems, every week. Um, Sam Hartman is his name. Yeah, that's um, what I said. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed you yeah. saying it. So, yeah, he he, he threw for 4,000 yards at Wake Forest, 3,700 yards. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. There's uh, a bunch of those guys, the two guys out, and they're, they're in the Heisman uh, legitimacy category, uh, Penix of Washington and Knicks of uh, Oregon. Oh, yeah, Knicks transferred, are, too, are from both Auburn. transfers who yeah. are into their almost mid-20s at this point. And right now, Penix is the Heisman favorite with Caleb. Where, where did he transfer from? I didn't know he was Ooh, Penix, transfer. Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that. He um, almost he almost beat Ohio State one. I think yeah. he goes back to Justin Fields. I think yeah. he almost beat Justin Fields one year. Maybe it was Stroud. But, yeah, he uh, he played four years in Indiana, and he, this is his second year at Washington. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So they they uh, take advantage and they stay in, but then your window shrinks. 
of your prime earning years in the NFL, if your general statement. Well, and- Caleb Williams has to take a, a pay cut to go to the NFL, evidently. He's got so much NIL money. Um, he's talking about staying in college if, if the situation, he doesn't like the situation. Um, yeah, it's a different landscape. And by the way, I, I'm scared to death of that kid now after watching him play a couple times. I think he is overhyped. I think there's a lot of learning to do with him. A lot of talent, but a lot of learning to do. Yeah, I think he's good, but he's had a, a bad couple of weeks. But here's the one thing I would say about him. I'd really love to see the NFL actually have him hanging. And it comes down to one team, well, maybe more than one, uh, with the potential to trade up, get the number one draft pick. Don't don't let this guy dictate to you. We've seen it happen before. The Colts uh, John Elway. gave John Elway exactly what he wanted. The Chargers said, okay, Eli, we'll trade you to the Giants. If you want the kid, if you trade enough to get the kid, then hold the kid's feet to the fire. Say, go ahead, take your NIL money. Uh, do you see what the contracts are these days? I don't care how much NIL money you're getting. Joe Burrow is getting $270 million. Jalen Hurts is getting $250. Abra, you got to get to that second contract. Yeah, you got to start the clock. That's a good point. So uh, good luck taking that NIL money. Yeah, your rookie year, it might be equivalent to what you could get by staying in, in college football. Maybe even you're making a little bit more on a college end. But that's just one more year you got to wait before you get to that second contract when the floodgates open up and you get paid. So if I were a team that loved the kid and wanted the kid and traded up to get the kid, there's no way I'm balking and going, oh, really? He's going to stay in college. Oh, we're screwed. Uh, draft him. Uh, make, 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 dare him to make that decision to stay in college for another year where he can have games like the ones he's had, like John McMullen saw and said, Wait a minute, this is the next coming? Doesn't look like the next well, that's coming to me. Saw, that's where I saw Sam Hartman. That's where I saw that game. Notre Dame, he looked bad, Jody. I'm not talking about Hartman. I'm talking about He Caleb. had a bad game. He had a bad game. I think he's a and I, I don't think Notre Dame's very good. but Obviously, they're good to a certain extent. But I don't think they're one of the top teams in college football. Um, yeah, that, that scared me, that game. I admit it. And you shouldn't, and I'll be the first to admit, you shouldn't overreact to one game. Everybody has bad games, but he was really bad, really bad. He had a bad game, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's a worthy number one overall pick in the draft. You know I've been talking up Drake May for two years now. When when people didn't know who Drake May was replacing Ed Cratch's favorite, the most sacked Sam. quarterback in the National Football League down there in North Carolina, I saw him play a September game and say, Holy mackerel, this guy looks like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He just the, I'll ball take that. just the ball just comes off. He's got a quick release. He throws it right on the money. He can throw on the run. Uh, I was very impressed. Well, I was him. high on that, that. I admit when I'm wrong, I was super high on that kid from Clemson who transferred to Oregon. DJ. Yeah. DJ. yeah. Well, you, you can say it. I'm not saying it. I could say I was it. super high on him and yeah, I got that one wrong. And he's having a bounce back year. He transferred. He's another guy who's now 20 something playing quarterback for a Pac 10 
Pac-12 that's going to disappear team. Yeah. Um, but and Spencer Rattler. I remember when Spencer Rattler, they were talking him up as the number one overall pick, and he's been in college for eight more years, it seems. Yeah, that's one I never got sucked in on. I always thought he was over. I thought he was a uh, media creation, a social media creation. I uh, didn't think he was that great a player. But you know who still likes him? Our our buddy from uh, the draft. Uh, why can't I think of his name? We Ian have Cummings? Uh, yeah, Ian Cummings still likes him. Still Sorry. has him like one of the seven or eight highest draftable quarterbacks. Is he having a good year? I don't know. Not really. No. And and he should be like Sam Hartman, like Knicks, like Penix, boy playing against men playing against boys because of all his experience. He should be dominating. He's not. He's he's not. Well, that's a as... tough conference. I will mm. say that. Uh South Carolina, SEC. So um yeah, you gotta play some good teams. Yeah, that's he was a hype machine and and totally a hype machine. Um, I did. Did you get anything from the defense corner yesterday on Reed Blankenship and how close he is to return? No, you will get fired if you talk about injuries. If you're the coordinator, no, we'll get that from Nick. Nick laid out the week for you to Rob Motti. We we had Rob on the show. Uh, we'll see if he's at practice today. Um, do you expect actually a walk uh, it's a walkthrough? It is a walkthrough today, so we'll get an estimation. Um, and by the way, last week's estimation, Devontae Smith didn't practice on the walkthrough and it was back on Thursday for the real practice. So you can't even get a gauge from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously if, if, if he's on the injury report as, as, you know, estimated to be limited, I would say that's a really good sign, but we'll probably, won't know for sure until Thursday. If he's not practicing on Thursday, that's not a good sign. But uh, walk to Wednesday for Johnny Mack and the Eagles today. I uh, don't know if we'll learn anything, but the commanders are coming up on Sunday. Eagles already have beaten them once, although it was a give-and-take game that could have gone the wrong way for the Birds. A little, little uh, time to show out and show off down in the nation's capital. Uh, Chris Franklin from NJ.com, do up to join us next. Uh, it is Mac and Mac, McMullen and McDonald, a Wednesday edition of Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six. On the 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. 
Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Chris Franklin from NJ.com to jump in with us. And yeah, well, but it's a new location, Johnny Mac. We got no Trenton T in the back. We got no birds in the back. You up in the you up in the attic there, Franklin? No, it's a different it's same office. I just tried to change the view a little bit, change the uh, angle a little bit. I got I got, I got mix it up a little bit. I got, I got I feel a better change up to some It's too chilly in the morning. Yeah. Uh, no, it's gonna be 40 some. Well, no, no, it's 40 be degrees 75 now. in the afternoon though. So it's crazy, uh, the weather. Um, not crazy football team, though, and everybody's back in now, Chris. World Series is over. No more traffic for us. <laughs> uh, but I digress. Uh, Howie Roseman makes the big move. Your first thoughts uh, on Kevin Byard coming back to Philadelphia. You know, I... I heard they were looking at something when it came to defensive back, and especially the way the game safety. I didn't think it would be. I heard Byers name float. I'm like, ah, I can't happen. And then when you see how he pulled that one off, I'm like, he. At this, at this point, you, you can't be surprised anymore with the way he's able to just pull deals off like that. To give up a fifth or six and and Edmonds is is is, is, is completely worth it and, and shocking. I think this goes back when you look at the planning and the position he put, he continues to put this team and able to do that when it comes to signing the right guys, so he can get the comp picks when it comes to making notifying that there's a, an area of need and addressing it immediately instead of fooling around waiting it and saying, Oh, we'll, we'll wait for a team to come to us. I.e., Jerry Jones. Yeah. Uh, I think it comes to, I think you look at that and you're like, all right, this, this is a good deal overall. And it fits addressing needs. And all of a sudden that defense is, is, is formidable again. Heard Sean Desai yesterday say he expects no issues whatsoever with Bayard, that he's a veteran, he's a smart player, he's a leader, he's going to step right in and be able to play this week, as in 100% of the snaps at safety, because they've gone down that road because of injuries and other issues. The guys they play at safety, that has not been a position that they have move guys in and out of linebacker has become a situational substitution position, but not safety. You think Bayard's going to just jump right in five days after a deal and be good to go? I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. I just think we, uh, I think it might be a sign that uh, maybe Reed's coming back. And it's not as, as that one. Cause we, we see this team when it comes to like putting some, throwing some people in there, they, they've taken some time. They have like certain packages that ramp them up to the point where that one too. But I don't think he's, I don't think he could play every single snap, like say, like when Edmonds did it or when Reed when he was healthy. I think it's gonna be one of those things where you say, "Hey, you know what? We, this is a we'll give you this little chunk of the playbook right now, like a lot of the base stuff, so that way he gets comfortable with that, familiar with that, and he can just play loose instead of thinking that. I mean, it does help that he's played and he's seen time with uh, with different systems beforehand, but I don't think it's gonna be a full fledged sixty seven seventy snap type of deal with him. Um. 
A little bit different, though, in this uh, from the standpoint that guys like Julio Jones or Bradley Roby weren't playing, weren't in camp, weren't with teams, so they need a ramp-up period. Josiah Scott was injured in Pittsburgh, and let's be honest, Josiah did a nice job for him, but he's not Kevin Byard. This guy's an all-pro, and he's been playing. So it's only about learning the defense. Otherwise, he can play. He can go the whole game. You just throw him out there and say, hey, learn on the learn on the job. I mean, Terrell Edmonds was playing the whole game. You just you're that's your job. Go do it. <laughs> uh, if it was uh, if it normally I would say yeah. If it was depending on the opponent, but with, with McLaurin the way the way this team he seems to burn this team every single time. Nah, not this week on that one too. I mean, you look at Commanders; they have a lot of good. Uh, they, they have a lot of good receivers in there, and I, and I want to go like, hey, welcome to Philadelphia. Try to cover these guys. Oh, if you get burnt, eh, oh yeah. Well, we're still confident. That, that. Isn't that kind of on there? Two highly paid outside corners. To be able to cover Terry McLaurin, are you going to drop that on the new safety's lap if McLaurin has a big game? Oh, uh, you, you you asked too much of Kevin Bayard week one. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> they're, they're, they're all pro, been here for years, cornerbacks, to shut down McLaurin. As much as they use cover three and cover four, it seems like, and they'll match up and try to, you know, Washington try to, they're looking at the film and say, we got a chance, let's go deep last, like the last time, I think. I think it's going to be one of those things where they they, they they may test him early. And a lot of that stuff is based off communication and matchup. So if he's not really up to very quickly, I might like up to knowing the communication of when to switch off with somebody and when to cover and everything that could open up a lot of holes. If he's out there for a long time and not really truly well-versed in that. Hey, did you get locked in on uh Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't get. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I wasn't with you guys that that, yeah. that got locked down. To. I had. I got the. I got. I was able to get out of the stadium, but when it came to uh, the, the parking lot, yeah, couldn't get I, I tell you that walk around from the media entrance to extend back one. I have never smelled some of those smells. It was oh. awful from uh, the uh, makeshift porta potties to uh some oh. some people had a little time and it was on the ground yeah that was a i oh. give those guys who clean up the parking lot raises because it's oh. it was brutal oh my gosh, uh, but gosh. Some, some people love the prime time games yeah like, I, I, prime I, time yeah, to I am do not. that much more before kickoff yeah. can make life more difficult we had a long Dude. night that's why i bring it up so i didn't get Dude. to watch the replay of the game until yesterday basically so, you know, Jody brought up an interesting point about the linebackers in the rotation. Hey, you know what, Chris? Nakobe did not play well against Miami. He's one of the few guys who didn't play well. Nicholas Morrow keeps playing well. Um, at what point do you say, you know what? We got time with Nakobe. If Nicholas keeps playing like this, why is he getting the lesser end of the stick? I think you know is he. You're looking at the future. They're going to try to force him in there and try to make it work. I mean, it, yeah, when they use a lot of motions, of like Nicobe was really just following around. He was following the eyes and he got take, taken. He he got fed off of that eye candy that Miami was trying to show, and it didn't really work out well. I think that way too. He just kept looking around that way. And Morrow a good. Morrow surprised me with how well he's played overall when he's been inserted this season. 
But I think it's unless it's say like a playoff game and they need to make a change right away, they're going to give Nicobe every single shot they can and make sure put him on the field and do that. Even I don't think the I don't think it's a foot thing that's lingering anymore. I think it was just that he got caught up looking at all this stuff that was going around and I think he could have done a better job tackling some some points as well too. Yeah, last week sixty one thirty nine was the split between those two guys. Numbers of percentage of snaps played. Could that cut closer to fifty fifty? It might. If Marl continues to play better than if we've seen one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles, they're all in this year. They they're not if they were worried about next year, they wouldn't have given up on a five and a six and an Edmonds who's younger for a thirty year old Kevin Bayard. They're in to win the Super Bowl this year. And if their their coaches and their tape work says tomorrow's playing better, I, I don't think they just force feed Nicobe Dean because he was a third round draft pick, do you? If it's a third, if it happens for three straight weeks, and then maybe you look at the, if you have two. So excuse me, I forgot about that. If it happens for two straight games, maybe you revisit it because that'll be a third straight one, and then you start maybe you revisit putting it more fifty fifty. But I think right now they're going to give them every shot, and it's going to be one of those things where, yeah, I think it's the asshole. I don't think they'll force. I don't think they'll force it right away. It won't be like something you think you see next week against Commanders. You go, wow, Morrow's played the sixty snaps, and then Dean's played thirty. I think it'll be one of those things where they may look at it in the bye week if. It continues for like another couple of weeks. Um, it's how we done, and not only from the perspective of bringing people in because he's got no, um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of draft capital left that he can use. He's going to get com- compensatory picks, but can't use those yet uh, in twenty twenty four. But he can send some people out. He can make Jody McDonald happy if he can trade Derek Barnett. Uh, <laughs> is he uh, is he done? Is he done? Halloween. Kevon Wallace to the practice squad. Approaching. Kevon uh, Wallace to the practice squad. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens today. They lost Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that one too. But uh, I look at. Let's see. I look at if anything. And you know, there's, I think anything's going to happen after a trade deadline. It's probably, and they're trying to move some stuff. But I think the players they may look. Maybe it's maybe it's a Quez. Maybe it's a some. Uh, maybe it's Barnett or something. But I think a lot of times when they have, well, I don't say Barnett so much, but with that, they're going to have a impending roster crunch coming when they get all these guys back healthy. Yeah. And they may they'll, they'll try to angle. I think the other team. It, it's hard not to see like. Unless, unless it's somebody that is a big name was shocking us, like what the heck is going on? I think a lot of teams know like the, the expendable player. I think we all know most of those guys that you know who are going to play a lot, and they, they try to get like a conditional sixth or seventh. But I don't see that. I think a lot of us was going to happen after trade deadline. We just see the release and like, all right, they try to sneak them back on the practice squad, and that doesn't work because somebody's going to pick them up. Yeah, Quez might be the only guy in the team who's got less value than Barnett on the trade market right now because he's hurt. He's hurt. If he wasn't yeah. hurt. It'd be yep. about the same, but because Quez is hurt, yeah, you're, you're, you're no, nobody's picking up the phone. Jerry, Jerry expects Howie to call him. So, <laughs> uh, well, I can, I can tell him. Hey, Howie, Howie, you call. Howie's got. Uh, he'll, call, he'll call everybody. He'll call. He'll call. He'll call Jerry. He'll take advantage. Yeah, uh, you know, John, John pointed out earlier that Gallup and Cooks are not uh, doing what they're supposed to do. But he can replace them. But you got to live with those safeties who are playing like crap because you paid them. Yeah, no. Uh, they're, they're, Quez does not move the Cowboys needle or anybody else's needle at this time. I they they almost lost to the Commanders 
earlier this season. You were down there for the game. If the coach had some nerve and had gone for it on a two-point conversion, Eagles could be sitting here at four and two, uh, five and two, rather than six and one. How big a win was that for the Eagles? How badly did they need that win? You sometimes you don't know it at the moment, but in twenty twenty nine, you go, damn, that was a huge win that the Eagles actually got. How uh, how much of an effect has it had going forward? The fact that the Eagles won that game, even though they could very well have lost it. Yeah, especially had it being that you had to go to overtime. It's, it's, it's bad enough you had to go into overtime with the commanders, but the fact that if you lost an overtime game, they had to come back and try to fight back. I think that would have been a, a tough back-to-back way. I think they, it, it could have been a domino effect. And the way they were able to stave them off and actually score score that field goal to win the game, I think it's going to be huge and add to the fact it's a division game, add to the fact it's a conference game. When you look at it, it comes down to tiebreakers. And it, we, we're looking like right – when you look right now at that one, it's going to be – it's a tight race for that conference. And the fact that the 49ers lost to the Vikings, well, thing, that helped out a lot too. So you see each one little – each of these one – these games like this one where it's like one off and everything else, that's why the Jets one hurts me. The Jets one hurts a lot, way more than the other one because they should have won – A, that's a game they should have won. And B, just think about where they're going to do when it comes down to the season if they're tied with, like, say, the 49ers or, or, or the uh, Lions. It's hurt, but – Overall, I think they needed to win that game, especially since it went to overtime. And it's not, it, it, we could be talking about a whole different scenario right now. Like, is this team even going to make the playoffs right now? I think it'd be that type of thinking. They would, but it'd be that type of mentality. It's uh, it's it's probably a little bit early to talk about uh, uh, you know playoff seeding, but boy, it was a good week for the Eagles. They <laughs> they put the Dolphins in their place. Nick Sirianni happy that. Everyone shuts up about Mike McDaniel for a week. Um, <laughs> and then the Lions get absolutely boat raced by the Baltimore Ravens. And the 49ers, as you mentioned, lose to Minnesota on on Monday night. That, that's a great week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, listen, and, and, and I don't know how true it is. I just saw it in passing, but it said the A team that loses to Kirk Cousins – doesn't make go hasn't gone to a Super Bowl in his career. Poor guy. Yeah. They got all this. Bad for that guy. I'm like, I feel like I'm a, he's a did. Did anybody watch him play on Monday night? He's a damn good. Colin Thompson, our buddy, uh, former NFL tight end, uh, just tells me how good he is all the time. And and you know, I watched Patrick Mahomes on that uh, Netflix show. Just rave about him. Troy Aikman on Monday night. Like, what is the disconnect? I mean, these guys aren't making it up. This guy can play. If you want to criticize him for something, I would say he's also a business Hall of Famer, and he's made every single penny that he could possibly bring out of Washington and Minnesota. And that hasn't enabled those teams to build up around him to where they could be a contender. I blame him for that. But man, he can play, and why? Why does everybody think he can't play? The ill-timed interceptions and in, in, in primetime games, not stepping up when the when it when it matters the most. This Kirk Cousins is the type of quarterback that should have been at least played at least one Super Bowl by now. Should yeah, at least hey, one. I, I I even think, and Jody's not going to agree with me because he's a big uh, Brock Purdy guy. But if because Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins, if he got to San Francisco. I I think oh, yeah. he, I think he'd pull the Matthew Stafford. I think he'd he'd win he'd win the Super Bowl, and people go, huh, huh, huh. 
Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I agree with that too. Because you look at that, because that, especially with that system, you get it's all timing and it's all a lot of timing rounds and it's a lot of trusting guys. And Game man, game managing. I think Kirk Cousins gave you that and a little bit more too, especially give you a couple more deep threats too. So if he ever found his way to switch over to the 49ers or to move over to the 49ers at some point in his career, like before, I think you really start to see a downfall on that one too. They'd be actually scary, like you scarier, like fat, like they're you just give it, just give them the NFC if you ever, if you ever went over that way. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, what's the chance Howie Roseman trades for him since Howie <laughs> can do basically anything and wave his magic wand? <laughs> And I look at the Eagles right now. They upgrade. Well, where's one place they could actually get better? Backup quarterback. Uh, yeah, God. How about yeah, you're that? Stafford you're Stafford for Marcus Mariota. Come on, Howie. Get on the phone, my guy. That's great. Yeah, better chance to add in the league will cut again. They too bad you staff for that one. That ain't happening whatsoever. Now. Nah. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz will probably come back before they get Matthew Stafford in the as a backup quarterback on that one. But Howie nah. miracles happen. Yeah. Let's see him get Matthew Stafford. By the way, uh, Will the Levis is going to start for Tennessee, evidently. So Rand Carthon yeah. is trying to expedite his uh, exit from Tennessee. <laughs> Coach said both Levis and Willis will play this week. No, but Which I saw he started. Well, Levis is going to start. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't disagree. He'll probably be benched at some point. <laughs> so he'll probably. They're already, so they're already on record as saying both were going to play, so yeah. he's not going to be benched because they're going in when they no. I play. Hey. We're going to use dueling quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe, NFL, right? Yeah, maybe Jeez. Will can play, but uh, yeah, I don't. I I don't know. What? Why do some of these general managers just give gifts to Howie Roseman? Does he have some kind of Illuminati uh, picture? Uh, uh, is he blackmailing people? What I, I mean, what what is going on with the rest of the GMs in this league? I don't know. Maybe he's like the Frank Underwood of like from House of Cards, like and that one too. Like I know what I'm going to do this way. He just has, you know what? I think if they go back to the time when it, before he reassumed power, he just sat and plotted this plan and just found all this stuff and just you see it continually go over that. But I think a lot of times, a lot of times, just being a good convincer, like no, this is going to work out for you. Just look at everything that happened there. Like how they have not. I, I understand GMs have to talk to them for talk to each other to try to see like what deals are done. But the fact that you see some of these things and you've seen how these trades have worked out for the Eagles and not for the other team so much. This, the, the Mickey uh, between Mickey Loomis, Mickey Loomis. Prathon, all that stuff, like it's like, nah, we'll, we'll, I'll see you at the league meetings and, and I'll talk to you then and just to see where we're voting for so other than that. Nah, uh, I can't, nah, it's this is bad. So, so I, I think it's coming up. Yeah, what I mean, <laughs> poor John Robinson lost his job over AJ Brown, even though it was probably more Amy Adams strunk than John Robinson, but uh. And now, yeah, Rand Carthon, he's going to have a little bit of rope because he's new, but that, I, don't ooh, that was a, I don't know, Chris. I don't know. Yeah. Have a, have somebody with a big contract that's looking to get out, how he will call it, hey, call him and try to get him in there. <laughs> and make it work, too, within the cap. Yeah. I, uh, I know that the Eagles have some moving parts this week with injuries that we got to find out about Roby and, and Blankenship, but Time for a hypothetical for Chris Franklin. Let's say they're healthy, that Blankenship's good to go, and Roby's good to come back, and they don't have to go with an extra body. 
because they don't want to put Bayard in for all 100%. And they have some roster flexibility this week. Could this be the Rashad Penny week? No. Is Rashad Penny actually <laughs> active for Sunday's game against the Redskins? No, I think the only yeah. right, excuse me. It's going to be a long while. I think the only time we're going to see Rashad Penny week is week seventeen, or very if they know where they're going to be and thing wise. And that's one of the that's one of the signings to me. And just looking back, like what the heck happened? Like if he really truly lost a step, why is he still on the roster? You don't really have. I don't foresee it being Trey, like Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon stuck around all last year. Despite yeah. the fact the coach said he killed it in practice on a weekly basis. So I think they saw some promise. All year too. I think they saw some promise and it was like, you know what? Eh, we don't want somebody else to get them. Maybe that's one of them. No, I, I I just, think, I, you know, I think if they had that loser Tennessee mentality, Trey Sermon would still be here. But I think they're waiting as Jody waits for the Rashad Penny week. The Rashad Penny week is when – DeAndre Swift or Kenny Gainwell sprain an ankle. Then you'll see Rashad Penny. Um, and I think they're hopeful, not necessarily that, you know, he's lost a step. He might have, but they want him as depth because they're a Super Bowl contender. Or if they were a loser looking for fifth round and sixth round picks like Tennessee, then Trey Sermon would be here. Oh, we have the young guy. Just stick him there. And he's got some upside. Blah, blah, blah. Which, by you the know, way, did Trey Sermon ever sign with anybody's practice squad? Yeah, he was on Indianapolis. I don't know. In the Indies, yeah. I think he was on the Indies in that one. But yeah. even then, I think if Penny, when Penny goes out, like if, if one of those, like, game walls goes out, Penny's the third guy still. He's barely got touches. But remember the last time he was out, up, he barely saw Phil. So, yeah, they, they have more confidence in Boston Scott as opposed to Penny. So, yeah, he'd yeah, be there Trey, for – Trey is still uh, with Shane Steichen in, in Indianapolis. He's on their practice squad? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, you know, and by the way, um, Jonathan Taylor's back, so I don't, I don't like his chances. And that other kid was running well, actually. Uh, Zach Moss is Moss. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good, he was having a good year before Taylor came back. So they're pretty good in the backfield, I would say. Yeah. It's Shane loved him last year. He, he thought really high of him and, it makes sense that he went out that way too, but there's all he talk about a, a career that just went really. You feel like wow, he had a lot of promise with the 49ers. All of a sudden, like well, he's bouncing well, around. It scared me because the 49ers drafted him in the third round, pretty high pick, and they run the ball well, and they gave up on him quickly. I yeah. I said that when he came in here. I probably said it to you, Chris. That concerned yeah. me because if you can't run in San Francisco. You know, they got Jeff Wilson having 100-yard games back in the day. <laughs> um, that, that concerned me a little bit. But the Eagles seem to like them. Uh, just, you know, numbers game. Uh, yeah. Got, got to worry about that L2 and L3 on a special teams kickoff unit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be, hey, that. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's – it also shows you how – much talent comes in each year out with at the running back position. I wonder why these guys want to get these bigger contracts because all of a sudden you get flushed out so quickly. Why? Like, we surprised. Well, seriously, we'll be shocked. Like two years from now, they're like, wow, remember Trey Sermon when he was in here and they, they had like five running backs competing for four spots on this team? Yeah, it's. it's By completely- the way, some inside baseball for the fans out there. 
Um, were you there the day that Fletcher ripped down the special teams uh, depth chart uh, in the locker room? Yeah, I heard him talk. I wasn't there. <laughs> he, he figured out uh, we, were, we were getting some information <laughs> we weren't supposed to be getting on the special teams. Because you said L2 and L2. It reminded me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I said, I'm shocked he was up there for that long. I thought after week one, he was up there. That's where mm-hmm. I first learned Jalen Carter wasn't playing the week. <laughs> it, it was a, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, and, and then you run blocking like, okay, block this person so they don't see. Walk by, oh, okay, okay, it's cool. <laughs> right, so when you guys get in there today, you're not going to be able to see if Jalen Hurts has any listed injury. On a depth chart somewhere that's not Jalen. Well, Jalen wouldn't be on the special teams depth chart, so it's not going to help us. But uh, uh, Jalen Carter who was. Who was like, on the depth chart? Special teams depth chart that you had information on. Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What special does he play? He was like the third team field goal protection. He doesn't play on anything, but he was like the third team field goal, and he was in red. Which means uh, Jordan Davis is on there. Jordan Davis is on there too. Because he's there. Yeah, everybody's on there. Everybody just in case Jalen is on there. <laughs> in the uh, so they, they don't list on the special teams the go for two team. Uh, <laughs> is that nah. not on there? They nah. just they make that up as they go along. Okay. Unless that's in the back of a playbook somewhere where Jalen's like, oh, they sneak him on there to be like the six string holder or something like that and try to flush it around or Mario or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll check out Holder if they put it back up. I was only half kidding about the Jalen thing. We know we're not going to get anything from the coaches today. John always laughs at me when I ask, do you think you'll get a hit? Because come on, stop it, Jody. He could get fired if he says anything. So it's going to be on you guys to judge Jalen and the way he walks today. Not runs, <laughs> walks, because it's a walkthrough. I could absolutely see it the other night. I've heard, some, I heard Elliot on WIP yesterday say, I couldn't see that he would. There was one play, it was second. I think he got a first down on a play. I think it was third and four, and he ran out of bounds, but he got five, so he got the first down. You could just tell he wasn't running like Jalen Hurts. There's something up there, brace, no brace, whatever else. I could tell with my naked eye that he wasn't running like he usually was, like he usually does. You going to be able to see anything? Chris Franklin, we don't get the only thing we're going to see is going down when he walks down a ramp. From uh, the back to go talk to on 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 the dais. Other than that, that's the only time we're going to see it. Walkthroughs are closed for us, so yeah. we won't see you on that one. Thursday, so tomorrow's going to be the first day. Thursday, we'll yeah, see. And I, mean, I, I got to tell tomorrow. Do you think um, you'll be able to tell something? Not not so much because if if anything, they're going to. I don't think if, if they do the diving or whatever, and, and the ball security won't see that. When you look at the drops and everything that you know, he moves around, when it's a slow, controlled thing, it's nothing wrong with that. And when it comes to the full speed stuff. It's close to us by the time we really go into it. So it's going to be one of the things where you really won't truly see until. Remember last year when he hurt his shoulder, Chris, and they had had a practice at Lincoln Financial Field, and they basically escorted us over to take pictures of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Normally, Mm -hmm. we can't go down past the goalpost. And they said, oh, no, go ahead. They, they, They wanted the video out there. 
like he was going to try to play. Uh, <laughs> that's when you can learn for it. from the Eagles. When they're being a too accommodating. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. That means, <laughs> that means they're trying to pull something over someone's eyes. And, and sure enough, uh, he did not play. Um, but that was his shoulder. And he could also get a quick look that they wouldn't even hit him, if you remember, with any of the the pads or the yep. boxing gloves during during the ball security drills. So that gave you tell, yep, you could tell, especially like when Devontae was having uh, had issues like a couple last year, or whatever. Because when he went through the lot, stuff like that, for you could tell when they do that that drill, you can, you can glean some stuff off of it. Where it's like, oh, they're not hitting him up high, that, or he's sitting off to the side on this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let me wrap with this, Chris Franklin, and check him out at nj.com. Chris does an outstanding job covering the Eagles day in and day out. Percentage chance the Eagles lose Sunday? 33. 33? Wow. Two-thirds. I think two-thirds is the chance they win, only because it's something about this team. And I really – and part of me thinks that – I think think they're going to be up for – the commanders will be up for his game. Basically, a little bit based off, I think, Jonathan Allen's a little frustrated. And I think that they're going to try to use it as a rallying cry. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. The commanders seem to have this thing where it's well, even if winning at FedEx, I know the Eagles have won there a lot recently, but I just look at it as one of those things where I think, I think they still win, but it's not going to be as comfortable as we normally are used to because the commanders team really gets up for the Eagles. Wow. They really, truly do. I think, and I think this is, this might be the one where, Rivera might really I think he's going after here in a year anyway. This yeah. might be the rallying cry for Rivera. Say, I'd, I'd go about 20%. And one of the reasons I'm lower than you is even if they play well and have a chance to win the game, Ron Rivera is going to lay up and give it back to the Eagles. <laughs> I said, then let me go this number instead. Under over seven and a half. Sacks by the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. That's a big number. That's a I'll go a tad. I'll go a tad under and say six. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I'll always go under with that number because it's so big. But uh, they got nine last year against Carson Wentz. But yeah, you know why? Because teams are so Over cognizant. Seven and a half. Every team this year basically has been so focused on getting the football out against the Eagles. How's that work know. for 40 sack Ham Sam Howell? Yeah, but that's my point. <laughs> They're not worried about it against other teams as much, and he holds on to the football. Everybody's so been so aware that it's got to come out this week against the Eagles because they know what they're doing. They got four last week against Tua. Who gets rid of it faster than anybody else in the league? That's what are they going to do against Sam Howell? Hold it till they hold it they hit you, Sam. If, if, I don't know if they, they would have oh, gotten yeah. eight if Tua held on to the football. That's what I'm saying. If, if it's four, it should be eight. Yeah, right. It, so, if so they have a second Sam, half sack number, go for the Sam, over. It'll be eight because he doesn't get rid of the football the same way Tua does. All right, Chris Franklin, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for getting up. Thanks for rearranging the shot for us. <laughs> you, you are a creative one. Thank you very much for that. We'll talk to you again next week, brother. Thanks, right, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one now.
Chris yeah. Franklin, NJ.com, here with us on Birds 365. All right, quickie timeout. Come back, put a bow on the show, get you ready for the Philly Sports Power Hour. <laughs> If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. Mac here with Jan Birds 365. Speaking of Mac and Mac, this is for my <clears throat> other Mac bud, uh, Glenn Mac. Now, Hassan Reddick, not one, not two, three sacks this week. Ooh. Big week for Hassan Reddick. And Mac now's got a bet with Sealski on how many sacks that will be gotten. Uh, Glenn's got all the Georgia guys. That includes Nolan Smith, who got one for him this past yeah. week. Way to go, he Nolan! Was on, he was on block, but hey, man, get your first. Uh, that's a that's a good deal for Nolan. Exactly um, right. Um, so I'm I'm thinking maybe two for the Georgia guys, maybe one, uh, three for Hassan, maybe Sealski catches up by one. But yeah, 
I'm going over seven and a half sacks. How I many? Think. How many did they get in the first game? Uh, everything runs together with me. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, and I'm not remembering. I'm gonna look it up real quick before yeah, we leave. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's like I said, he's on he's on pace, Sam Howell, to set the record um, if he lasts, if he stays healthy. Um, Eagles got five. Oh, the stacks. Nick Morrow game. Yeah, Nick the Morrow got three. Nick Morrow game. Yeah, uh, Morrow got three. Josh got one. Hassan got one. Five total. Yeah, I'm guessing. Nick I like that number. Three. I'm going five. I'm going under. Five, think, five is a good number. I think it will be spread out among. But yeah, Nick's when. not getting three, but uh, five again total. I'm, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going with eight, uh, which we've got plenty of to talk about tomorrow and Thursday. Chris Russell, buddy of ours from the Washington, the Washington Commanders Radio Network, he's been on with us previously. He's going to jump in tomorrow, uh, talk about the matchup between Washington and Philadelphia. Bill Calabrillo will talk about that and the unfortunate end of the Philly season. He's coming up next on the Philly Sports Power Hour. You back with me uh, again tomorrow, McMahon? You know it. Day to day, walk through. You never know what happens. You never know. John will attempt to uh, ferret out as much as I am estimated as a full go for Thursday. Full go for us. Full go for the Eagles. We'll be back here with Young Birds 365 and 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.